0: Welcome to episode 63 of How to Be a Steminist. Today, I'm talking about a pretty interesting topic. You may or may not have thought about this as an issue before, but it did come up in one of my recent coaching conversations with a client. And it is all about how to be a friend and a manager at the same time, Listen in to hear tips and tricks of how to manage people who maybe you were friends with previously or you still are friends. Maybe you were peers before and you got promoted above them and sometimes there are kind of awkward situations or conversations you've got to have with them. So listen up. Here are all the ways that I have personally dealt with this situation in the past and how I advise my clients as well. This is the How to Be a Steminist podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, a proud woman in STEM. To me, being a Steminist means creating a wildly fulfilling career without compromising your family or social life. Because when you love your whole life, you become a living example that a career in STEM is where it's at. I'm on a mission to equip women in STEM around the world with strategies to Take back control of their career progression, navigate those difficult and awkward gender equality issues, and stop balancing work with life and start enjoying it. If you want to learn all the things no one else teaches you about being a woman in STEM, you've come to the right place. Let's get stuck in. Welcome, I am extra excited and happy that you've joined me on this episode you might be asking why and it is because this is my final week that I am working before I take maternity leave. So currently at time of recording I am 37 weeks pregnant full term is 40 weeks so yeah that's my due date. So who knows when this baby's going to pop out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I really can't be scheduling any more, I guess, interviews or client work between now and when I have the baby because I just don't know when he's going to come. So yeah, this is my final week, which has been really strange. Um, you know, this is the first time in my life where... Well, since leaving university, that I haven't prioritized my career, you know. Like, yeah, I prioritize my friends and family and stuff, but usually the thing that takes up most of my brain space is work, my career, my business, what I'm going to do for, you know, future career steps and all that kind of stuff. And I guess over the next few months my priority will be keeping a little human alive. So yeah, it will be really interesting to see what that massive mindset shift will be like. I know it's different for every single person who has a child. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people who have had children recently or in the past and yeah, it just seems like everyone approaches it quite differently. Anyway, my plan for this podcast is... (laughs) I don't really have a plan. Um, So, you know, after... Well, since I started this podcast, I have been pretty regularly putting out one episode a week. But moving on, I will potentially put out a few episodes here and there during my maternity leave, which I hope to take for the next three to four months. Um, The beauty of working for myself is that I get to choose. So if I feel like I'm ready to do a little bit of work, here and there in a few months' time, I can do that. But the plan is to really take the rest of the year off uh, and maybe get involved in a few things here and there. I have already booked in a couple of workshops from late September onwards, but I've done all of the prep work for that already. So all I need to do is turn up and present and facilitate these workshops. But yeah, in terms of podcast, I think... What I'll do is, so I I know I do already have an interview that I pre-recorded last week, which I will uh, release for next week. So you will have another episode to listen to next week and, and definitely listen in. It is with the lovely Katie Stoddart, who is also a coach and she focuses on uh, what well, focus, basically, <laughs> focus, productivity and all these amazing tips and tricks to really kind of like get ahead in the workplace and not get distracted by too many things. She's got a really interesting approach as well. So definitely tune in next week. I don't really have a schedule of podcasts coming up after that, but I will for sure jump in here and there baby things and pregnancy and how pregnancy has affected me has definitely been on my mind recently. So I'd love to share that with you in a future episode, hopefully before this baby pops out. So tune in for that, but Yeah, the best way to know when the next episode is out is by subscribing to this podcast. So wherever you listen, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts or whatever it is that you listen to, there should be a way that you can subscribe. And once you do, then the next episode, whenever that comes out, will download automatically and you should get a little notification of when that is. The other exciting thing that's happening very soon, hopefully the end of this week or early next week, is that the Women in STEM Leadership course, which is a self-paced video course, will be released. I'm just putting the final touches together. This is a series of videos with four modules to help women in male-dominated environments understand their own leadership style because it's going to be different to the role models you have, most likely, and to really step into their, yeah, I guess their new or current leadership roles with courage and confidence, knowing that you are doing the right thing, even if, Your style or way of doing things is different to everyone else's. And this is so important because we need diverse leaders. And currently, in a lot of our STEM workplaces, we don't. We have, generically speaking, lots of men, you know, middle-aged, Caucasian men in leadership. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with all those individuals. But it's so important to have that diversity Because what is up at the top, so at that leadership level, trickles down to the staff below. So really, we should have a good representation of diversity at leadership, which should then in turn be reflected by the staff below them. And yeah, there's so many benefits of diversity in leadership. I won't go into it in too much detail now. I'll touch on it a little bit in the course if you're interested. But um, yeah, the course is mainly to help you to become an influential leader without having to pretend like you're someone who you're not. On the subject of leadership, I guess today's episode does Touch on leadership and management because I want to be talking about how to be a friend and a manager at the same time. And I guess in some senses, you might be thinking, well, you don't need to be everyone's friend. Which is totally true. I, I totally understand that uh, and agree with that. You definitely do not have to please everyone or be everyone's friend or be the favorite uh, manager or anything like that. Because your role as a manager and a leader is to lead and to manage, not be everyone's best friend. But that's kind of easier said than done, especially if you are in the same situation as my client was. So I had a discussion with one of my clients this week who basically got promoted and so while she was kind of in the sa- at the same level as all of her peers, she then got promoted to become their managers so she was at the same level as everyone else one day and then the next she got promoted and then started having to tell everyone what to do and while she was relatively confident with this it only became an issue when she had to confront one of her previous peers, so now someone who she leads and manages, about an issue. So about you know a workload issue, whether they were really pulling their weight in their role, and it was a difficult conversation that she had to have. Now, this is the type of conversation that is difficult to have, whether you were friends with that person or not beforehand, but it's extra awkward for her because she was his friend. Like, they they grew up in the company together all the way from graduate level, or oh, maybe not from graduate level, but, you know, they, they did kind of, in a sense, grow up together and mature in the company together over several years, then she got this promotion and became his manager, and now there's a bit of a dynamic change. As a manager, she needed to have this tricky conversation about his workload and his effectiveness (laughs) using his work hours at work, but I guess it's kind of awkward because previously they were on the same level. So now she's got to suddenly step up and become like a different... Persona towards this previous friend. Now, I know from speaking with a lot of other women in STEM, this is actually a massive fear for many people. This thing of having to change your status at work and suddenly, you know, becoming a manager to people who you were level with, it can be really scary because you're suddenly having to tell people what to do. And this has deterred many women from reaching up and applying for promotion because they're just so afraid of how others will react to this change in status. It's a really common fear that becoming a manager might mean that you lose your friends who are your colleagues, or that people might stop liking you or that people might stop confiding in you with things. And as human beings, we want to be liked. I don't blame anyone for that. We want to be liked. We want to be accepted. We don't want to stand out. We want to make sure other people feel good about us and our relationships with them. However, This does deter a lot of women from even asking for a promotion in the first place because they're just so afraid of what will happen. But for these women, what they're actually doing is that they're prioritizing other people's feelings above their own career goals. And maybe you can relate. Has this been holding you back? Let's be honest with ourselves for a second here. Has this kind of fear been holding you back from reaching up Or applying for a promotion into a role where your status will change, where you will start having to tell your peers, your current peers, what to do. I know this was a really scary thing for me when I moved into a management position because I started managing the team that I was in. So all the people who I used to, um, yeah, people used to confide in me with stuff or complain about managers and all that kind of thing. And, you know, I know this I knew the stuff that they complained about and now I was stepping into that role who, you know, previously people had complained about the previous leader. So it was just kind of like a really awkward transition. And yes, while it's true you don't have to be everyone's friend and your manager doesn't have to be your friend. And if you're a manager you don't have to be friends with all your team members come on, we're human. It's a bit scary. Maybe if this is something that you're afraid of, let's address it. Let's not just ignore it and say, well, you shouldn't have to be everyone's friends. We're all human. Let's see what we can do about it. The first thing I want to address is that just because you are someone's manager, it doesn't mean you can't be friendly to them. (laughs) We all have this stereotypical... Manager persona in our heads who is the type of person who just yells out, do this, do that, I need this report by yesterday, Uh, blah blah blah. You don't have to be like that. (laughs) Even if all the leadership role models you have in your workplace are like that, hopefully not. Hopefully you work in a much nicer environment. But even if all of your managers or directors do have this really tough outer shell type persona, you don't have to be like that if that is not you. Don't try and be someone you're not because you will always end up feeling like an imposter, you will feel fake and you just won't really believe in your own leadership style. You'll, you'll always feel like you have to pretend to be someone else to be successful, which is totally not true. So you need to find your own authentic leadership style, which is something I talk about in the Women in STEM Leadership course, which is coming out later this week or next. So the key is... You can still have empathy for your team members, even though you're a manager. And in fact, I totally encourage this. There needs to be more empathy in the workplace. We're not robots. (laughs) We're not dictators. We are human beings and, you know, our modern workplace is heading more towards that direction. We have less want for or desire for those really, Uh, directive type managers and the more empathetic and human you can be as a leader, the better you will do in our current day and age, especially in STEM workplaces. So having empathy is key, but how can you have empathy or show your empathy or be a friend while being a manager? Especially in my client situation where It is her job to make sure her team members are using their time at work effectively and if she's picked up that one of her team members is not using their time effectively at work, she needs to have this difficult conversation with them. The tricky situation for her was that this team member, he wasn't really pulling his weight at work. To the level he usually would be because, and maybe this was only one part of it, but because his daughter wasn't very well. So over however many uh, weeks, her daughter, his daughter wasn't well and therefore he was kind of using his time more flexibly than the company really wanted to allow. And therefore, my client, so his manager had to address this with him. It was really tricky for her because as a manager, her job is to make sure that the team is working efficiently using the fee that their client was paying them effectively. And if he wasn't really pulling his weight, then that's not doing the team or the company any financial good. But on the other hand, as a friend she could really empathize. She also has a daughter who has been unwell in the past and she really could feel for him that he was struggling and he wasn't pulling his weight and it wasn't regular behavior. He probably didn't want to be like that. But yeah, so she was kind of like torn between these two... Parts of her, one of them being a manager and one of them being a friend. And she came to me and said, I just have no idea how how to have this conversation. On the one hand, I don't want him to take advantage of our relationship as past peers and friends in the workplace so that he can go and just use his time however he wants. But on the other hand, I really feel for him. I know how difficult it is and how heartbreaking it is when your children are sick If you ever find yourself in this situation where your work self and your friend self kind of have two different trains of thought, you can use this trick and tip. And that is to kind of split yourself down the middle. You kind of have to pretend you're two different people. You've got your friend self... And think about what your friend self would feel and think and what your friend self would say to this person. And then you've got your manager self, which is all about making sure the business runs effectively. So if you can be really clear with yourself, okay, I'm going to split myself down the middle. I kind of have two personas here, almost like wearing two separate hats. What does each hat think And what does each hat feel? What does each hat want this person to do? And once you've gotten that straight, you can start having this conversation. And the phrase that you can use is, and I always say to start off with empathy, sit your friend and team member down and say, hey, as a friend, I know you've been going through a really tough time recently and I can really empathize with you know, your daughter being sick or, or whatever's going on in your life that is affecting your uh, ability to do all your work hours or, or to work as effectively as you usually do. Are you okay? What's going on? Talk to me about it. And start having this conversation as you would a normal friend, just like back when you were peers. Have that conversation And that will really show that you are still a human, you are still their friend, and you are still there for them. But next you need to go on to the next part of the conversation and say, OK, well, as your manager, it's also my job to make sure that you're using your work hours effectively in the office. And I've noticed recently that your behaviour has been X, Y, Z. Be very specific on what that behaviour is. Give examples, you know, one or two examples, and just say, as your manager, I need to make sure that we manage this well or make sure this doesn't happen again. Can we work together to find a solution? So you can see here that as a friend, you can take, you can bring in all the feelings and emotions and empathy, and then you switch over to being your manager, you know, you put your manager hat on and start only talking about the facts. So none of this, oh, I feel like you're not pulling your weight. You can't be saying that as a manager. You need to give clear examples. Like last week I noticed you cancelled five meetings within two minutes, like without giving any notice. And this affected this client because of this and that. I have an episode in the past about having difficult conversations. I'll link to that in the show notes. So go ahead and listen to that if you want to... ...figure out a structure to have these challenging conversations with your team members. But yeah, this is, this is a really quick and easy way to make sure that you are still being yourself... ...but also doing your job as a manager as well. If there's one thing you take away from this episode is that... ...if you've just been promoted to a manager or you're managing someone who used to be on your level you can totally still use your full empathy and be a human to that person while still doing your job as a manager. You don't have to choose one or the other. You can do both. And the way you do that is by splitting yourself down the middle, use your friend hat first, have a deep and meaningful conversation, then say, Okay, but as your manager, I also need to address this. Has that been helpful to you today? If so, shoot me a message on Instagram DMs. My handle is at Dawson underscore. If you think that this is an episode that could help a friend or a colleague of yours, please do share this with them. And I always appreciate a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. So if you do listen on one of those platforms, please go ahead and do that. This helps other women in STEM all around the world reach this valuable advice that could be so helpful to them in the workplace for them to thrive as well. As I mentioned earlier, my next however many weeks of podcasting will be quite sporadic, so yeah, I I won't necessarily be releasing episodes every single week and maybe not every single Wednesday, so to keep up with any new episodes that do come up while I'm on maternity leave. Please do subscribe so you don't miss out on when they do. I'll also let you know on Instagram and LinkedIn when those come out as well, so make sure you add me or follow me on them. But otherwise, I have had such a blast over the last year and a bit producing this podcast every single week and I'm so glad that you have tuned in to listen whether you're a regular listener maybe you've just found this podcast and you're new or maybe you have binged on quite a few of the episodes thank you so much for investing this time in yourself and your own career because what you invest in yourself as a minority in STEM is also in turn going to be invested into other women in STEM who come up after you because you're gonna be such an amazing role model for them. So I'm super proud of you for where you've gotten so far and I'm so excited to hear more about what's gonna come up for you in future. So please do get in touch, shoot me an Instagram DM I'd love to hear from my listeners and I'd love to hear from you more. If you've never reached out before, please do. But otherwise, I have absolutely loved this time with you. I hope to speak to you soon and please take care.